Welcome to Decoding the Shopper, a Kantar podcast. Most data within this podcast is provided by Wellpanel UK and Ireland with some additional sources for a wider perspective. Predicting the future is really, really hard. To try and help me do that for 2024, I'm joined by my colleague Cecile. Hello. Hello, Cecile. So Cecile's worked on many, many brands in her time at Kantar, both large and small. Yes. So has a great deal of experience about helping our clients' brands grow, essentially. Um, 2024, um, I don't really know what's going to happen, let's be honest. But I do think we've got a pretty good idea of the parameters that if some things happen, then we can start planning out what next year is going to look like. And I think the three themes that we really need to consider are what's going to happen to, sorry, I've been talking about this for a while, inflation. Yes. <laughs> um, technology and the internet and the online channel and the discount channel, I think, are also quite an important thing. And then finally, um, there's currently COP going on in the Middle East. The E-word. With 100,000 people at it, apparently, which yeah. I'm not sure how environmentally friendly that is. Um, you know, the environment uh, as well. So let's have a little bit of a talk through those and, and see see what that means for, for next year, essentially. So um, we spent two years at the beginning of this decade only talking about COVID. It feels like we spent two years only talking about the cost of living crisis now. Yeah. But we're starting to see inflation come down, both yeah. in the grocery arena and the more general economy. What difference do you think that will make if inflation does come down for next year? Um, well, I think there's two things to consider is the first one that we still have one in four households that um, are struggling financially. So that's still 10 point versus 20, um, versus 2020. And that is still a lot of people. So they are still feeling the pinch and that's not going to go away anytime soon. Um, then there's, there's also this, this aspect around, um, what we call trading down. So finding ways, um, to save money on groceries, um, through cheaper products, cheaper store, uh, more promotion and so on. And when we've looked in the past, um, it would take, any any inflation periods above like five percent mean the chances to trade down or a hundred percent still. Yeah. So that's still high, and it's still a high level of inflation. So it's nine point one percent in grocery at the moment. Yeah. So it's, so it's going to take at the current rate of decline. It's going to take more than six months to get under that five percent. Yeah, level. exactly. And even below five percent, we're still looking at about forty percent, fifty percent chances of trade down. So. You know, it's not going to go away. People are still going to be looking for ways to save, even though the pressure might be a bit off whenever inflation actually reached that level of 5%. So it does look highly likely that inflation is going to come down. You know, it's been coming down. Um, obviously, we can't predict any great shocks, particularly around energy and geopolitics, heaven forbid. It's been full um, of surprises. It has been full of nasty surprises the last couple of years, but it does look like it's coming down. I'm really interested, though, is to if inflation does come down, if if people are going to return to their normal behaviors because there's a lot of other costs outside of grocery so you know we know that um 
we know that on the downside, um, you know, taxes generally are going up, slightly disputed, but you know, there's a and um, more people are getting caught in higher tax rates, etc. Um, we also know that a lot of many millions of people will come off fixed rate mortgages that were fixed at a relatively low level next year and then you know might end up spending more on housing and then people who are renting get caught up in that as well as the landlords pass the costs on so there's a, there's a lot of lot of headwinds coming some some positives i think the government's cutting two percent of our national insurance rate come january which will be really nice um but you know it we're waiting to see how people behave if i had to put money on it though i think that when grocery inflation comes down, we're going to see a reduction in that level of trading down, which I think we're starting to see in the data already. Actually. Yeah, yeah, there are some signs already, some positive signs, especially for brands. Um, their rate of growth has caught up with the one of private label, which I think first time since January 2022. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so quite an achievement. And um the way they, they, they've done that is through limiting the losses to private label, obviously, mostly value, but more importantly, the standard private label. So we'd expect 2024 to see a little bit more pressure on how do you position a brand versus private label and what's the role of private label and, and so on. But brand seems to be, you know, back uh, back in the game. Brands coming back in 2024. And, and that hasn't happened in a vacuum, has it? Because there's been a lot of increased promotional support in the last six months we've just started to see promotions creep back up again so 28 percent on deal currently mm-hmm. um so that's up about two percentage points on the on the year before and it'd probably be an even greater increase at christmas because you know, christmas is an incredibly promotional time as well isn't it mm-hmm. um so that's in, and, and in a historical context i i think i've spent every year since 2014 saying promotions are down versus last mm-hmm. year I think for 2023, we're not at the end yet, but it looks likely that 2023 will actually see them up against 2022. Yeah. And that's not the only thing changing as well. I think the, the retail landscape is, is morphing slowly, but, um, we're, we're, we're seeing the, the, the Euro discounters like Aldi and Lidl are still showing very strong growth. Um, and I think that's, that's been monumental over the years. Um, that has slowed down ever so slightly over the past uh, few months. Um, still strong, still recruiting, but I think their ability to try to capture shoppers, convert their trips, um, has been, you know, put under a little bit more pressure. I think we've seen, um, a slight slowdown in, in store opening, even though the ambition is still to continue to do that. But that's going to be quite an interesting point to watch out in 2024 is the the, the discounter's ability to uh, to turn this slowdown around. Yeah, and, and be absolutely clear, discounting is not a busted flush. Um, you know, they have got They're massive well market share, yeah, you know, yeah. sort of best part of 20% share of the market. Yeah, not extremely. Going, not going anywhere. And, yeah. uh, you know, the majority of people shop in a discounter at some point. Um, but yeah, the definite slowdown. It's going to be really interesting to see how Aldi and Lidl in particular respond to that. Do they keep with their model, which is basically built on we're simple we do the same thing we do it really really well and we do it cheaply and effectively or will they you know perhaps try and look in some different avenues to find some 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 new places of growth um and of course don't be too parochial about it we're thinking about british grocery here they're massive international companies in a way that our other retailers aren't international Mm -hmm. mostly Mm -hmm. um so you know tesco largely will operate in the uk 
Ireland as well. Um, and Sainsbury's, you know, very much a UK operator and then Asda as well. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that, that is a, that is something to watch out for next year. Um, on, on the other side of, of you know, sort of thinking, moving on to the discount channel, think about online channel. That just seems to be coming back a little bit as well, doesn't it? Um, it's, you know, it's not really in growth year on year, but any, uh, to any great degree, but it's not in decline anymore. So yeah. I, I think next year might see that growing as well. Yeah. And online is still much higher than it was pre-COVID. And, and I think that what that showed is this ability to have, a, to have that many people have adopted this online channels. Um, and yeah, it has no, you know, that's normal. People are going back out. So that's normal that it's lost share, but still is very high. And, and I think with the, the coming year, we we talk a lot about, you know, the impact of AI and all the transformation that it might bring with it. And I think it's the question of when uh, that's going to happen and, and how and what will be the impact on those um, on those digital experiences, the online deliveries and, and so on. Yeah, that that is that is something really to watch out for, isn't it? And, and there's there's a lot lot of change going on there. I think um, you know we've we've still got all the aggregators with us, you know, doing their best to you know the likes of Deliveroo um, to to build up as much as possible. So one thing that has not been particularly great in 2023, I suppose, it looks set to be the warmest year on record, um, and you know there's some pretty devastating forest fires in in Europe and then there's been some other other things around the globe um this year is is the environment do you think that is still top of people's minds despite the difficult year financially that they've had i think we've turned the corner in 2023 for sure and the question is how that's going to pan out for 2024 in the way people might decide to change their behavior so in um in august whenever we did our who cares who does survey uh, we found that uh, one in three households um were classified as so that's, that's a global survey isn't it was this is this is this the uk and the uk is yes that's for the uk so one in three british households is um ecoactive now so they are showing signs that they are changing their behaviors uh, to address their uh, worries and concern about climate change and and other um and other environmental concerns as well and only one in four now are eco dismissers and that was the opposite number in 2019 so if if you're a brand if you're only, a retailer, so it's completely reversed only four years <laughs> Wow. So if you're, if you're a brand, if you're manufacturers, then you have to take this group seriously. Cause I think there's been a lot of chat recently about potential, you know, behavior fatigue, uh, environmental fatigue. Well, it's there. So, and, and, and the numbers are showing that. And I know brands have already done, done a lot to adapt, uh, to those uh, needs and to, um, have innovation or to change their communications to talk about this angle. That's not going to go away. So I think there's going to be more, more on this field and i think that the demand is is increasing and expectations are getting higher as well yeah so you know obviously so much about the environment is about consumption isn't it um uh, which i think is a is a nice link into what's going to happen with volumes next year mm -hmm. how much we we as a nation will consume of our groceries um so currently grocery volume growth is well it's negative so it's slightly in decline and i don't you know, and, and people talk about why that is. Some people say it's people cutting back the cost of living crisis, which it may be. But I think there's other factors coming into play. There's still in the take home space a little bit of, you know, going back to the out of home environment um, post COVID. I also think that HFSS regulations, you know, will have had had an impact as well. Um, 
but I don't think volume growth is going to ride to the to be the savior of the grocery industry in 2024. Um, it's a fixed pie. We can only eat and drink and so much. We can only clean ourselves and clean our houses so much. Um, so you know, volume growth in normal times tends to be in the plus or minus one percent per per household um, kind of region. So. If the pie size of the pie is fixed next year, I know you've spent many years, Cecile, advising brands on how they can find some growth and where to look for growth. What do you think our, our advice for them should be? Well, category per category, the opportunities are probably a little bit more you know, higher than in total grocery level. So you need to almost steal occasions from other foods or you need to steal occasions from other brands. Um, yes, yeah, so trend, so, consumer trends still really matter, don't yes, they? Yes, <laughs> exactly. Um, and I think the the... You know, recruitment still is key for brand growth. And we know that, um, if brands, um, target more needs, more moments, more presence, more categories, they will find a way to get to that growth. Um, and we, we've talked about a number of, 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 of needs like, um, value, sustainability. We've not really talked too much about it, but health is still very much on people's agenda, especially, you know, with an aging population. So, all of those are, are tangible needs that uh, brands um, can continue to uh, innovate against uh, to find new shoppers. We talked about um, the the retail landscape as well. I think making sure that brands have optimized their distribution points and they find new ones as well to recruit those shoppers is going to be uh, crucial for for their growth in 2024 and, and beyond. Yeah, that's that's very true, isn't it? And, and yeah, we haven't really touched on health today, and it's such a major, massive yeah. trend, but. Here at Cantar, we've done some other work on, on health, particularly around our Healthy Futures Forum. Yeah. So if if people listening want to know more about health, we've, we and other people are probably more expert on that area. have got an awful lot to say about it. So, so do get in touch on that one. So, um, 2024, it's coming up. I don't think we're going to be able to predict what, what's going to be able to, what's going to happen exactly, but I think we can be prepared. And from our perspective, it looks like it's going to be the year that brands do, you know, finally make some inroads back against against those those own label share gains that have been made um be really interesting if we sit here in a year's time and see if that prediction is true or not uh but if it's not true then obviously we need to prepare for the other eventualities but for me what happens with that inflation rate and more widely how people feel about money and how affluent they feel is the main thing that's going to influence how people behave when they get to the supermarket in 2024. So thank you very much, Cecile, for all your words of wisdom today. Thank you, Fraser. And hopefully we'll get the chance to chat again. See you uh, soon. Get some new data and see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Decoding the Shopper, a Kantar podcast. Stay tuned for more episodes and you can get in touch with us through our website, kantar.com forward slash UKI.